Episode 19 Preparing to be Smarter in 2020. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Episode 19 of The John Becker Show. I'm John, and I'm glad you're here with me today. Christmas is just a couple of weeks away, and I am gearing up for a new year, a new decade. And I am determined to make 2020 my most productive and successful year ever. And that's going to be tough because 2019 has been a pretty good year for me, both professionally and personally. In 2019, I published my first book. I also wrote the manuscript for my second book. And I launched a speaking business. I spoke at more than 20 different organizations this year. I also launched this podcast, which I am thrilled to have done. And I've gotten a lot of positive feedback on it, which is very encouraging. I also, on a personal note, lost over 60 pounds in 2019. And I was able to get my Lyme disease under control in the process, which has been a huge, huge win for me. I am so much better physically than I was at the beginning of the year. I feel so much better. I have so much more energy. And I am just really, really excited to be doing better physically this year. And of course, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that I also got to fulfill a lifelong dream of going skydiving this year. So 2019 has been a fantastic year for me, but I'm determined to make 2020 bigger and better than 2019. And isn't that the way that we should always be thinking? I mean, everything is always moving, isn't it? We learned that in our high school science class. Everything is either moving forward or backwards. And in 2020, I am determined that I am going to move forward. I am pressing my foot hard on that accelerator. I want to move forward in a big, big way. Our quote of the week is from Michael Hyatt. Michael says that productivity is not about getting more things done, it's about getting the right things done. Now, if anyone is qualified to speak on productivity, it's Michael Hyatt. He is an author, podcaster, and speaker, and he's kind of become internationally recognized as a leading expert on how to get things done. His most recent book is called Free to Focus, and I highly recommend that you read that book. In fact, Free to Focus is the first Audible book that I've ever been able to listen to and actually gain content from. Usually, when I listen to an audiobook, it's really hard for me to absorb what's being、uh, said or taught. I generally prefer a good old fashioned book where I can turn the pages and I can use a highlighter. But I really did get a lot from the Audible version, and I'll leave a, a link to Michael's book, Free to Focus, in the show notes. So, how do we do that? How do we go about getting the right things done? Well, in analyzing my own process, if you will, for getting things done, I've realized that for me, it's a three step process. The first step is clarity, the second step is preparation, and the third step is focus. So, we've already talked about that first step of clarity. We talked about that in episode 18. Clarity answers the question what am I trying to accomplish? In other words, what are my goals? And of course, As I said last episode, the best goals are smarter goals. Go back and listen to episode 18 for the details on that. But smarter is an acronym that stands for specific, measurable, attainable, risky, time keyed, exciting, and relevant goals. If they don't meet all seven of those requirements, then they are not 
good goals. I'm going to be talking about some of my goals for 2020 in an upcoming episode here before the end of the year. But today I want to focus on the second step in that three-step process, and that is preparation. Preparation. How do we prepare to accomplish our goals? Because if you don't have a plan to get something done, it is not going to get done. Now, you're going to get things done in 2020, but are they the right things? And are you going to get a lot accomplished? Are you going to be moving forward? Are you going to be spinning your wheels? Are you going to be going backwards? You're not going to get the things done in 2020 that you want to if you don't prepare and if you don't have a plan. You're not simply going to wake up every morning and go about your business and at the end of the year suddenly realize that you accomplished the important things that you wanted to get done this year. Now, I have found in my experience that the most effective way to plan to get things done is to have a planner. And there are a couple of different uh, directions that you can go when it comes to having a planner. Some people really like using digital planners. They like using something like Wonderlist or Todoist or Nosby, I have heard, is a good planner. I have found in my own experience that for me, the most effective planners are what we call analog planners or simply pencil and paper planners. Maybe maybe this goes back to the same reason that I prefer reading a good old-fashioned book versus listening to the audible version of a book. Maybe I'm just old-fashioned. But I have found that nothing makes me more effective than using a planner that I can hold in my hand, that I can look at my schedule for the upcoming weeks and months, and schedule things in that need to get done. And so I'm going to talk a little bit today about analog planners and the ones that I've used in the past and the one that I'm currently using and have found to be the most efficient. So I have used a day planner in the past and a Stephen Covey's Franklin planner. I've also used that. And these are just your typical planners that they have a calendar in them and then they have a daily breakdown and you can make your to-do lists and things like that. And those have been effective for me. But for about the last two to three years, I've been using a quarterly planner that I actually get in the mail every quarter. About three weeks before the beginning of the next quarter, they arrive in the mail. And there are a variety of planners out there like that. Brendan Burchard has a planner that he has created. And I've looked at that, and it looks to be perfectly fine, but it doesn't quite... uh, give me any reason to switch the planner that I'm currently using. I've looked at some other planners as I prepare for the new year, thinking maybe it's time to change. Nothing has really struck me as as effective as the planner that I currently use, which is called the Full Focus Planner. Ironically, or maybe not so ironically, Michael Hyatt is the creator of the Full Focus Planner. I'm a big follower of Michael Hyatt. I'm a big proponent of his productivity process of the way that he plans things and the way that he teaches people to plan things that they want to accomplish. And so I've been uh, following Michael Hyatt for uh, seven or eight years. And a couple of years ago, he decided to create this planner that he'd been using for himself and market it to the population. And I have found it to be very effective. It is a quarterly planner, as I said. So it lays out every three months for me. And I can look ahead to the next quarter and I can make uh, uh, plan my steps for what I want to get done during that time. But it also enables me to look at the whole year. It 
lays out something called rolling quarters where I can sketch out general ideas for what's going to be happening throughout the rest of the calendar year. And not just the rest of the calendar year, but for example, if I'm in the middle of the year, those rolling quarters will go out to the middle of the next year. So I can always be looking 12 months ahead to determine what it is that I want to accomplish. It's really, really important to me that I be able to plan effectively for the entire year. But what I really love about this planner is that the very first feature in it when you open it up before anything else is that it requires you to list your upcoming goals for the next year. And it asks you to break those goals down into quarterly bites or segments. And so I start with my annual goals on page 10 there or on page 5 there is room for 10 goals for the coming year and then the next 10 pages allow you to break down each of those goals into detail. And you can list whether they are personal goals or they are professional goals, are they spiritual goals, are they marital goals, and so forth. And of course, he encourages you to look to make sure that they are smarter goals, are they specific and measurable, and all of those uh, important steps that they need to be in order to make your goals more attainable. There's also a place where you can identify what your motivation is for getting um, that goal accomplished. Why do you want to do it? What are the next steps that you need to take in order to accomplish that goal? And the coolest thing is that at the end of each page, it says, what is your reward for accomplishing that goal? You know, we often forget about the fact that when we set goals that we want to accomplish, we should celebrate them along the way. That is one of the biggest things that I have been a proponent of ever since I weighed 360 pounds and started losing weight, is that we need to celebrate our goals. We need to reward ourselves along the way. You know, when I originally weighed 360 pounds, the thought of getting down to 225 pounds was so overwhelming that I broke down in tears. I was thinking to myself, how am I ever going to Uh, lose 135 pounds. It's impossible. And so I was thinking about giving up, figuring there's no way this could happen. But instead, I said, okay, don't think about losing 135 pounds. Let's just try and get down to 300 pounds first. And when I did that, we celebrated. We did not celebrate with cake and ice cream. I will tell you that. But we celebrated the fact that I was under 300 pounds. And then I got down to 280 pounds, which was the, the weight that I graduated from high school at. And I celebrated that. In fact, I got down to 280 pounds just a couple weeks before my high school reunion. And when I went back to the reunion, there were people who did not recognize me because I had lost so much weight. And so I celebrated. I celebrated every time I hit a milestone along the way. And I rewarded myself. Now, again, I did not reward myself with the kinds of foods that I might have rewarded myself with earlier in my life because that would have completely defeated the purpose. And then when I got down to 260 pounds, that was another huge milestone that we celebrated because then I had lost 100 pounds. And of course, you all know the story that once I got below 250 pounds, I celebrated by going skydiving. Now, I still have not gotten down to 225 pounds. I am at 232. (laughs) I am seven pounds away from my goal. And I had really hoped that I was going to get down to that 225 before the end of this calendar year. But as I'm recording this, there's only about three weeks left in the month. And it's possible that I could lose seven pounds in the next three weeks, but it's probably a little bit 
beyond my capacity, especially given that Christmas is in there. But let me tell you something, folks. I am not going to feel like I failed just because I don't get down to 225 by December 31st. Now, my goal for 2020 is a little more audacious when it comes to my physical fitness. You know, when I first started on this weight loss journey, I was looking at getting down to 225. But now that I'm within seven pounds of that, I can tell that I'm still not going to be the weight that I really need to be in order to be healthy when I get to 225. So I'm looking at getting below that. And I thought, wouldn't it be interesting if I could get down to 195 pounds? 195 pounds. Now, some of you might say, well, John, that seems like an awful lot. You know, some of you who know me personally have even told me, you don't need to get down to 195 pounds. You look fine the way you do. And to those people, I would say, thank you, but you don't know what you're talking about. Because any time that you're overweight at all, it puts a strain on your heart. And the reality is that at 232 pounds, I am still overweight. And I think that if I were to get down to 195, I'd probably be just about the right weight. The weight loss charts that used to tell me I needed to weigh 225 have been adjusted downward in the past uh, couple of decades. And now they're suggesting that anywhere between 175 and 200 pounds would be better for my my uh, build, for my height and my my body size. And so I think 195 is reasonable. So that means I'd need to lose about another 37 pounds to hit my goal. And so that's what I'm going to shoot for. I'm sharing my first goal with you for 2020. And that is that I want to get down to 195 pounds in 2020. And I'll keep you apprised of that progress. One of the things that I have found very effective in terms of accomplishing my goals is telling people about them. That's what I did when I was going to go skydiving, even before I had the... um, the weight under control. When I was still about 30 pounds higher than I was uh, going to be able to skydive at, I started telling people, I'm going skydiving. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because I don't want to look like a fool. I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want people to not be encouraged or motivated. I want people to look at what I've done and say, wow, you know, if John can do that, I can do that. That's my whole goal. My whole goal is to encourage people to achieve their dreams. And if I'm telling you what my dreams are and then I'm not going after them, then you're not going to listen to me. So when I tell you that I want to get down to 195 pounds in 2020, that's a bold statement. I'm 37 pounds away from that, and it's a lot harder the closer you get to your goal. But that's what we're going for. However, I do want to tell you that when I hit 225, and I will, I am going to celebrate. That was my original goal. That's what I wanted to be when I first started on this weight loss journey, when I was 360 pounds. And once I hit 225, even though I've adjusted the goal, I'm still going to celebrate that because it is a milestone. So we need to reward ourselves when we hit our goals. And that's one of the things that I love about this Full Focus Planner is that it talks about rewarding yourself when you've accomplished your goals. It's not just about chasing after something and then once you've achieved it, moving on. It's about celebrating. So as we get ready to go into 2020, I want to encourage you guys to be thinking about your goals, what you want to accomplish, but I also want to encourage you to build in a reward system so that when you achieve those goals, you can celebrate. (laughs) 
As we wrap up this episode, I want to bring you a quote from Norman Vincent Peale, who was an American author and minister back in the 1950s and 60s. And he said that all successful people have a goal. No one can get anywhere unless he knows where he wants to go and what he wants to do. Well, I hope you know where you want to go and what you want to do. But if you don't, I would encourage you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a like and a subscribe. That's the first thing that you should do. When you do that, that lets other people know that we have something worth listening to. I hope you think this is worth listening to, and I hope that you'll share this information so that we can increase our subscriber base and help more people. That's all the time we have for this episode of The John Becker Show, and I thank you so much for listening. I hope you'll come back and tune in next week, and we're going to talk more about goal setting as the new year is coming close. I'm going to share some more of the things that I'm going to be working on for 2020. Hopefully there will be some inspiration and encouragement that you'll find in listening to what my goals are, and hopefully you'll be thinking about your goals as well. If you want to share those goals with us, I would love it if you'd head over to our website and send us an email at johnrbecker.com. And we can talk about some of your goals and what it is that you want to accomplish. And then maybe we can share them on the show and motivate and inspire other people as well. Until next time, my friends, I hope you have a great week. And in the words of the immortal Les Nessman, may the good news be yours.